0: Hello and welcome to a Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host Teresa Beasley, and today we're discussing Her Final Fall by Melinda Woodall. This is book two in the Veronica Lean thriller series. It has a couple of cases going on at one time, and this time they're dealing with a killer hell bent on revenge. Now, this means Veronica and everyone involved may be in danger, especially if they worked on the Xavier Grayson case from book one, her last summer. Now, her last summer was featured on the podcast um, in episode 71, and I will link it in the show notes if you would like to take a listen. But let's get into the discussion. So, we start off with Tina Tremaine. She's a model, and she's sent to a job in a place in place of another model. And the other model's name, I think, was Katie now we know that tina her husband dex runs the modeling agency who booked this particular job so tina decides she's going to take the job in place of katie because katie supposedly is busy we learn why she was busy a little bit later in the story and this ends up being the wrong choice for tina the man she meets really wanted katie and ends up killing tina by throwing her off the building to her death So now, Dex, of course, becomes a suspect because that was his wife and his wife was the one that was murdered. And then Katie, who works for him and his wife, becomes a suspect for the fact that Dex asked Tina for a divorce so he could be with Katie, which causes a whole other issue. Now, while this is going on, Veronica Lee, the investigative reporter, receives this package on her doorstep that contains this video of Tina's death. And she calls Chief Nessa Ansley and sends it to her because she doesn't know who left it. She didn't see who left it. And she's wondering why it was left to her. Now, Nessa is the chief in Willow Bay. And she shows it to the prosecutor, Riley O'Dell. Even though it's out of their jurisdiction, Riley has contacts in Miami that she can reach out to and kind of feel the, you know, the airs and see what's going on. Then we meet the killer, Xander. Xander is a serial killer with the beef with the Odells and Veronica Lee. This just causes some other issues. <laughs> so Riley has the issue because Katie is her sister who comes to her for help about all of this that's going on. And she tells them, Well, you're going to have to get a lawyer and probably a private investigator to help you because I can't get involved. So she sends them to Frankie Dawson and his partner, Pete Barker, because they're, they run a private investigation agency. The investigation begins because Hunter and Finn are sent to the modeling agency to learn whatever they can there, which the receptionist kind of lets it all out. She was running her mouth. And she tells them that Katie was supposed to go on that job, not Tina. So this concerns Hunter because he believes that Veronica might be in danger since the killer who killed Tina probably is the one who dropped the package at her door. Then it goes to Nick Sargent who gets out of prison and no one's happy about it. He's from book one and he caused a lot of trouble with some crooked things that he was doing while trying to make it to his hearing, Riley loses her phone. So Nick Sargent was from book one, and um, they got him arrested. Riley and Veronica got him arrested for some crooked stuff he was doing. He's was a reporter at an um, opposing TV station from Veronica. So Riley's trying to get to his hearing so that she can find out if they're going to let him out or not. But Xander the killer... Basically, tells us readers that he wants revenge on those who took part in taking down his family member, Xavier Grayson, from book one. So, I'm thinking that's probably why Riley lost her phone when she went because she couldn't find her phone anywhere and she doesn't remember leaving it anywhere except at her office. So, Xander gets Katie to the park, he takes Riley's phone. He uses the phone, gets Katie to come to the park because Katie thinks her sister wants to talk to her. So, of course, she's going to go to the park to meet her sister. But she gets Xander instead. So, he gets Katie to the park um, and he strangles her and then he throws her off the bridge to her death. Now, Frankie and Veronica, they're trying to get there, but they get there too late. Frankie jumps in to try to save her, but it's just too late. She drowns. And they have to tell Riley. So, it got real. It just got real. And now everyone really wants to find this killer. Now, Nessa has been avoiding calls from the FBI agent while concentrating on finding Katie's killer. So, they're all kind of coming together to try to find out who killed Katie and how they can track this person down. And what it has to do with Xavier Grayson. Nessa, Veronica, Frankie, and Pete, they meet at a diner where she tells them that Nick did get released and that... The cop Ingram that they had let that she had let go, got reinstated, but she hired Peyton Bell to be his partner to kind of defy the mayor and kind of keep up with what Ingram's doing. She also tells them that Riley can't be involved in the investigation because, of course, it's her sister that died, and Riley knows this. Just Riley just doesn't care (laughs) that she knows this. So Nessa finally speaks to the special agent Charlie Day to kind of share some information and trying to learn from her, which they discover that whomever is behind this is related to Xavier Grayson due to like a DNA match that they did because Katie was smart. When Katie was struggling with the killer, she yanked some of his hair. had it in her hand and she held on tight to it when she went over the bridge so she was kind of scratching him and trying to and then when she couldn't get a good grip on scratching him she grabbed some of his hair so which was a good idea so now veronica is in the middle of this too now so she goes to the school because veronica's mother is attacked at the school where she's the principal but she kind of shot at the guy and he ran away so he didn't get to get her mom now they're on alert because she feels that he's going to try again. If he didn't get her mom this time, is he going to try to get her again? Or is he going to come after Veronica and try to get Veronica? Is he going to go after Riley and try to get Riley? So they're like all in arms now. Up in arms now. Now, Riley is kind of feeling guilty. And and she's still investigating her sister's death, even though she knows she's not supposed to. But, I mean, you can't blame her. She feels that she was the target, and because she was the target her sister got killed because she was one of the persons that uh was on the Grayson case that got Grayson they I mean he basically got killed so and that's from book 1 so you start to learn more about Xander and why he wants this revenge because they took his apprentice away from him which was Xavier um, and Riley was involved with it. Veronica was involved with it. So um, I believe Nessa was involved with it. So all of them that's kind of on this particular case with Katie's killer was involved in Xavier's killing too. So now we're, we're starting to learn a little bit more about Xander, the killer guy. Uh, we also start to learn that this is not his first rodeo and that there are more deaths under his belt which is why special agent day is now involved with everything so after that it starts getting a little bit into more details so we're gonna we're gonna stop right there but this one this book has more going on in it than book one Veronica was more involved in this book than the first book as well, which was one of the things about the first book I was wondering. This is the Veronica Lee thriller series, but Veronica wasn't really involved a lot in the book one. But in this one, she was. So I really, really appreciated the author making it where she was more involved in this one. And I love that the author doesn't hide the killer, but introduces him. To the reader, even though the other characters don't know him or they don't have any idea of who he is. We kind of know as we're reading the book, but the other characters are trying to solve everything. They have no idea who the killer is. And I also like that the killer is in plain sight because he is using someone else's identity that he killed before. Which is another reason why the special agent Day was you know, involved and was there and came there to kind of talk to them and since Nessa had been avoiding her her calls, she decided to just show up which was a good thing that she did show up because some of the things that she was talking about about her cases and the deaths she was trying to solve kind of like she said might have something to do with what they're trying to solve with with Katie's killing and everything was a good idea that she did show up so now I figured that if they find out the John Doe from Special Agent Day's case that they would probably find out who Xander is impersonating. So he just because he just keeps adding to the mystery because he's he's gotten off schedule and he wasn't expecting a Veronica's mom to fight back when he didn't know she was packing a gun. So that kind of threw him off his schedule. But I think if they find out who the John Doe is, I think they'll be able to find out who Xander is impersonating and be able to take him down. Now, there was a lot of people on the case and meddling with everything that he was trying to accomplish. And I was there for all of it. Because Xander, I hate to say it, but he was a fun killer. (laughs) Some of his comments in the book just had me cracking up and some of the things that he did and the way he was just maneuvering in and out in plain sight in front of them and they didn't know it was him was just it was so well written i just love that melinda i love that part of the books and even though there was a lot of people on the case There was a lot of obstacles and the red herrings in the book, too. I enjoy the obstacles that um, they were being placed in. And the fact that he was right in front of them and they didn't know it. And I like the red herrings. He was actually throwing red herrings in there so that they wouldn't know who he was. And the climax of the story was just top notch. (laughs) I didn't, and of course, reading it. I didn't have the right person either. Even though I knew that Xander was the killer, I didn't know who he was impersonating. I was trying to figure out who he was impersonating, and I couldn't figure it out. And it turned out to be someone I didn't expect at all. The person I thought it was, it it definitely wasn't that person. But the person that it turned out to be, I was kind of shocked because I did not have that person on my radar at all all. I didn't have that person on my list at all. Which makes it even more fun and more interesting and more entertaining to read um, a thriller like this and not be able to piece it together. And when the reveal happens, you're just as shocked as the characters that's actually trying to solve the case. And I also like that the author also incorporated a love interest, but she, she never lets it take over the story. She never lets the love the love interest overpower the story or take away from the main reason those characters are interacting together, which I really like with her books. I was like that in book one too, but in this one, The love interest is there, but they're not it's not like whole chapters of them trying to be together. It's just like little hints of love stuff that here and there while they're working on the case. So it never overpowers it, it never takes away from the storyline. And I really appreciate that with Melinda's books. So (laughs) that is our discussion for her final fall. I don't want to get into Any more details because I don't want to give anything away. But as usual, before I wrap up, I always like to tell you a little bit about the author. And even though I did tell you about Melinda in episode 71, I want to tell you about her again, just in case you're joining the podcast and you're listening to this episode before you've listened to episode 71. Melinda Woodall is the author of over 20 heart-stopping thrillers, including the Mercy Harbor thriller series, The Veronica Lee thriller series, which I've featured here on the podcast, and the Bridget Bishop FBI mystery thriller series. In addition to writing romantic thrillers and police procedurals, Belinda also writes women's contemporary fiction as M.M. M. Arvin. When she's not writing, Melinda can be found reading, gardening, and chauffeuring her children around town and updating her vetted Oh, vegetarian lifestyle website. Melinda is a native Floridian and the proud mother of five children. She lives with her family in Orlando. You can connect with Melinda over at her website at www.melindawoodall.com. And her widow is W-O-O-D-H-A-L-L. Her books are available on Amazon. And remember, if you would like to see an indie book or Arthur featured on the podcast, feel free to contact me at Beasley at gmail.com. You can also connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Well, X, formerly known as Twitter, at A Reader's BC. Until next time happy reading